You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And today we are talking about how to ride a bike and other skills your kids should learn. <laughs> so how do we teach our kids skills, yeah, right? skills. They have so many of them to learn. They got to walk. They got to dress themselves. They got to potty train. Learn to brush their teeth. Learn to sort of make their bed, pull a cover up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, all the things they have to learn. Everything to be a normal human. Yeah. And so when Solomon wrote Proverbs, he mentioned instruction about a hundred times directly and indirectly. That's a lot of times mm -hmm. about instructing your children. In the opening verses, he writes that instruction is given to help us move from naivete to wisdom, noting that fools despise wisdom and instruction. <laughs> yep. Proverbs twenty nine seventeen says, correct your son and he shall give you rest. He will give delight to your soul. Yeah, and you know, I love a good word study. Mm -hmm. So the Hebrew word for correct in that verse can mean to discipline, which we talk about a lot right. in our podcast, but it can also mean to just admonish or teach. Parenting involves lots and lots of teaching. So much, mostly. Yeah, and like so many things in life, there's effective ways to do this with minimizing the frustration for your child, mm -hmm. and there are ineffective ways to do this. Right, and since there's so much, it seems like... I mean, you literally have to teach them every single thing. <laughs> it is helpful, it was helpful for us to kind of break these things that you're teaching down into two different categories. So Renee, you and I did this in our class that we've taught for 20 something years, broke it down into two kinds of training. There's moral training, and that's where you're learning um, character things, at learning the preciousness of others or asking for forgiveness, being truthful. Right. And then there's skills training which is what we were talking about, how to drink from a cup, how to ride a bike or swim or drive. Right. So it's really important to recognize the difference between moral training or skills training because you're teaching the, them differently. You're teaching them very differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how we instruct, how we encourage them, how we correct them when we're teaching our child a skill is going to differ a lot or it did in our family anyway mm -hmm. than when we were teaching morals, character. Right. <laughs> so, and just to make your life a little more interesting, learning a skill can become a moral training issue based on your kid's behavior when they try and they fail. Right. So what do you mean, Bonnie? Yeah. So we had, like, if you're trying to teach your child how to ride a bike and that's, which is a skill, nothing right. moral about riding a bike, nothing right, right or wrong. Um, and you, you're getting down the road and they fail or they mess up and all of a sudden they throw the bike to the ground I hate this stupid bike I'm never riding bikes again and I don't want why you want to teach me this skill and they storm off okay now you have a moral behavior issue right right and or even just being fearful and and like refusing to try like that was also a, a moral failure in our house there's all kinds of ways things can fall apart <laughs> yeah. into like moral the moral ground right so it yeah Parenting be hard, Bonnie. <laughs> Parenting be hard. True that. <laughs> so let's talk about some skills training. Okay. So. Yeah. So the first thing you want to consider is your kid, your individual kid. Uh, what is his or her specific talent or giftedness? So let's talk about those definitions. Yeah. So we're going to talk about skills 
versus talents versus giftedness. Mm -hmm. So skills are just basic to all human beings, like learning to ride a bike or learning to swim. Almost everyone can learn to do that. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, their life skills that are important to have to function well mm -hmm. in your culture and your society. But then there are natural talents and these are gifts from God and they're not universally given to all. This was our approach when we were, um, you know, you're doing the little soccer lessons and the t-ball and the music. We were like, what are they naturally yes. been um, given from God as a talent? Things the, that might come a little easier for them yes. than another child. Like what do they have an aptitude for? Okay. That was like part of the discovery process. Mm -hmm. But then talk to me about giftedness. So giftedness is related because um, it's like a magnified talent. So I'm thinking in terms of giftedness, like um, spiritual gifts, perhaps. You okay. have those, like yeah. mercy or um, administration. Those kind of things are gifted. So maybe you are good at writing or, you know, organizing or keeping spreadsheets or something like that. That can also be a, a gift and a talent. Yeah. And I think of, um, so uh, Emma and Caitlin, both, my daughter-in-law and my daughter, uh, are in the, we're in the art department in college so you that's that's immediately what people think about right oh, oh i'm just gift. gifted at art right and emma would tell me regularly she's like i'm definitely not the most talented um artist there's there there are kids adults who have a special giftedness mm. a real aptitude to just be amazing uh, maybe painters yeah. or artists like in terms of sketching and mm -hmm. things like that but she said there were character training that you gave me that helped me kind of level the playing field. Because mm, like, you can stick with it and persevere and yes. work hard. Yes. Yeah. And so so um, when you don't have those natural talents combined with like some inner self-discipline, you can outperform when, yeah. you're, when you're the less talented person, which is really cause should cause us all to take heart. Yes. Because we can't all be gifted. <laughs> That's right. Especially gifted. So I just think that's an interesting thing to discern. And, and it will help you to not exasperate your child as you're discovering these things about them. Mm -hmm. Like what really are their natural talents? Do they have a particular giftedness? There's some wheels that talk about the different types of intelligence. So there's musical intelligence. There's bodily or kinesthetic intelligence. Those are your sports people. There's interpersonal intelligence which means you're people smart you're good at understanding people there's verbal and linguistic intelligence that's word smart there's logical and mathematical intelligence good with numbers there's naturalistic intelligence which means you're really in tune with nature and you understand it uh, more fully than others and there's intrapersonal which means you're really self-aware aware of yourself so all those different kinds of intelligence. So we don't want to think just in terms of grades. Right. Or like the early readers, mm -hmm. you know, all that. That is a type. Yep. You know, of giftedness. Of but there are, there are lots of other types. Sure. Yeah. Um, so there's three essential elements to help your child develop a skill. Um, and if we, we think through these a little bit. Okay, patience. Because they're not going to get it the first time. And your poor little perfectionist children are going to hate that. Mm. But it's persevere. Hard on them. It's hard on them. <laughs> I always told my kids, it's only hard until you master it. That's right. Be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's just hard until it's not. Everyone has beginnings. That's right. We can't all start in the middle. That's right. So patience is the one of the elements to help your child develop a skill. Guidance is another. 
Because you're not just throwing them in the deep end and being like, well, good luck. Hope you learn how to swim. Right. I can remember my dad when I was learning to ride a bike. He's like, give me some guidance on like how, the best way to hold the handlebars or to yes. you know, keep pedaling harder. It's actually, you feel wobbly and you slow down and it's actually easier to balance if you pedal harder. Uh-huh. That's just a little bit of guidance. Right. Everybody needs that for each skill. And then motivation. Yeah. Motivation is like um, a child can be internally motivated. Right. That's a temperament kind of a thing. Yeah, it is. And you can provide external motivations, which we're going to talk about. So there are effective motivations for your child and things that kind of sabotage what you're trying to do. Okay. Um, So I want to kind of tease those out in in terms of teaching skills training. So first and foremost, praise. So we praise our kids when they do something well. That's easy to remember. Sure. That's like, that's kind of automatic or it should be. But we should also praise them for their effort. You're big on this, Bonnie. I am because if you praise your children for doing something well, uh, and only that, it kind of gives this subtle uh, implication that, you know, I'm loving you when you're doing something great and only then. Yeah. Which is not the case. We love our children always. Right. Um, So consider that we should praise them for their effort because you can always do effort. Nobody's ever going to come out of the gate knowing how to do something great the first time. So um, there's all kinds of studies that teach kids who are praised for their effort or their hard work or their perseverance um, actually come out doing way better than kids who are just praised when they do a good job. Yeah, they're not afraid to try. Exactly. They're not afraid to fail. Yeah, they kind of put themselves out there more. Uh Uh-huh. Because they take more risk. Um, So yeah, you worked really hard on that piano piece to learn it I'm really proud of you I can see how much practice you've put in that is much more effective and goes much further for motivating a kid than yeah well, you made some mistakes but you really <laughs> you know yeah. it's a very different turn of the way you're expressing things yeah and it's it's for most of us I would say it's not instinctual so it's okay mm-hmm. but you need to kind of try and catch yourself you can praise for results but also praise for effort right just be sure that you're like having a balance there so there's different types of um, encouragement you can give your kid when you're teaching them a skill. Mm-hmm. And there, there's pre-activity encouragement and post-activity encouragement and like kind of questions like while they're learning during activity encouragement. Like okay. Just, like just dialogue questions. So pre-activity encouragement would be like discuss what this looks like. So it'd be like reminding them or asking questions or giving positive words before they even are trying to learn. So... Remember, when we get into the pool, you're going to put your face in the water and you're mm-hmm. going to kick, kick, kick your legs. And mm-hmm. here's how you're going to move your arms. Okay. For learning to swim. That's what, that's a, just a reminder ahead of time. Or when you get in the water, what are you going to do? Yeah. For older children, that yes. works. Well. Or even younger ones. Even younger you're ones, like, once you've gone over it. Usually they, they can get it pretty quick and they know what's expected. Um, make it exciting. Yeah. Once you learn how to do this, we're... Maybe you can jump off the diving board like the big kids. Yes. You know, yes. give them some th- something to aim for. And um, like positive words. Like, oh, this is going to be so great. When you learn this, you're going to have so much fun. Yeah. I used to do that with Emma a lot for sewing lessons. You know, mm-hmm. it can be very frustrating learning to sew. You know, little hands. You know, she was an oh. upper elementary student. But still, things get intricate and yeah. detailed and you kind of want to quit. And I would be like, you know, 
But when you learn this, you're going to use this your whole life. You think of all the thing, cool things you're going to make for your dorm room or your mm-hmm. apartment mm-hmm. or your kids one day. And right, so given sure that, enough. We, we did this a lot with um, karate. Our son was taking, was trying to get his goal of a black belt, which takes years to get. And you can, I mean, even the best adult can lose heart with a goal that is that far in the future. Um you, school is the same way you know mm-hmm. if you think you want your children to go to college someday and that's another thing to be promoting early on pre-activity pre-activity can be months before the actual activity <laughs> you're point. just dropping things in there like you know someday when you're when you're graduating college think about this or someday when you get your black belt you're right bonnie my parents did that a lot with college mm-hmm. you're gonna it is like on like any time in your life you're gonna have so much fun yeah when you go to college you're going to make some great lifelong friends. I just kind of expected it to happen. Uh, yeah. It sets up expectations for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, oh yeah, it is going to be fun. So, okay. So that's pre-activity. So then once you're, once you've done it, once you've been in the pool, mm-hmm. um, then you want to talk about, like we said, how much effort. That was so great. I know it was really hard for you to swim all the way across like that. Mm-hmm. But the way you moved your arms and took those deep breaths, that was great. That's your post-activity encouragement. What they've done, point out the effort, point out the success of it. Yeah. So it's worth just noting that Webster's Dictionary defines encourage as to inspire with courage, to cheer on or cheer up. When So if you're really hard on your kids, this is the worst thing in the world to watch. Think mm-hmm. of soccer practices oh. or some other kind of group where you're around other parents. You know, if your if your child feels like there's nothing they can do right, that mm-hmm. is so demoralizing. It is. They're not going to want to try. And you know, you're the ones that they're playing for. You're oh. the ones that they want to make proud. Oh. So when you come at them the second they walk off the field with a, "Well, you could have caught that ball differently," or "What do you? What were you doing out there? This, you know, you dropped that thing again." It just takes all the wind out of their sails. It, it really does. It's the, it's one of the worst things to watch. It's it's terrible to watch. And the reverse is true. It's beautiful to watch. When yeah. you see a father or a mother give grace and encourage, give them courage to try again. Exactly. When, you know, they were the goalie and somebody scored on them or they dropped the ball in outfield or whatever. So yeah. also in post-activity encouragement, let's, let's just pick and choose the things we're going to debrief about. Like one thing at a time, please. Yeah. You know, with anything with younger children, once you get past like the first third or fourth sentence, I feel like what they hear is wah, 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 wah. That's uh, right. I mean, it's too much. Yeah. It's- Nobody wants a 30 minute lecture on, you know, pool technique or no. soccer technique. No. And that's, this goes for moral instruction too. I just felt like if yes. I can't say it in three or four sentences, I need to work on my speech. Because- <laughs> that's right. Simplify, simplify, simplify. So yeah, work on one thing at a time so they don't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, this is not post-activity. This is like during activity. Be be willing to step in and uh, kind of insert yourself if you see they might need just a little bit of help. So mm-hmm. that might be grabbing that bicycle when it's about to tip over. Right. And, you know, steadying it or um, giving them just a little time to regroup or just being there while they're working through it. Right. Themselves. Again, temperament matters a lot here. Right. Some kids don't want you on top of them all the time. Yes. Some kids are more, you know, help me, mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is reading was a big deal with this. Like we could sit there and I could help you sound out every single word mm. or I could let you struggle through it. Dep- yeah. Depend on the kid. Um, and sometimes when you struggle through it and you get it, 
Like that's the word you're going to remember. Mm-hmm. It's not the one I helped you with. It's the one that you struggled with and you figured out. So true. That's a so really great point. Don't always help through. Sometimes you got to kind of gauge. Yes. Can they do this? Yeah. Or have I told them that they can do this? You got this. You've learned this word before. I know mm. you can sound it out. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then again, we'll just note one more time. Those dialogue questions, this is just good for everything in parenting. Yeah. Instead of telling, you're asking. They know way more than you think they know. <laughs> Give them some credit. Yeah. So whether it's pre-activity, post-activity, during the activity, ask them those questions. Give them some encouragement, but ask them questions. They can give the answers themselves. Right. So how do you kick your feet when you swim? How are you going to move your arms? Show me. Mm-hmm. Show me what you're going to do Show with your me. arms. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that for a skills training like we're talking today, but you can also do it for moral training. We did it all the time before we went into any kind of retail store. Mm. <laughs> Tell me the rules for the store. Yeah. What are they? After yeah. the first couple times, you'd coach them through. Okay, this is what I'm expecting in the store. We're not pulling stuff off the shelves. We're going to stay with mom. All those things. About the third or fourth time, I could turn it around on them and they could tell me, okay, yes, we're going to sit in the buggy. We're not going to pull things off the store. I'm not going to ask for anything. Uh, that sort of stuff. That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, and when they hear themselves answering those questions, for some weird reason, they're more motivated to follow through. It's coming out of their little mouth. It's like it's programming them <laughs> to like, do it. Wait, wait. I just said I was going to do that. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Yeah, it, it, it does work. So, okay. Praise. All that we just talked about fell under the umbrella of praise as a motivation for your child. Mm -hmm. But then there's also goal incentives, which I always thought was like, that's so funny. Goal incentive. We're going to talk about that and how that's different than a bribe. Yeah. Big difference. What's a goal incentive, Bonnie? It's just a reward. Something, hey, if you can make it across the swimming pool two times, I'm going to give you flippers. Yeah, or buy a new pair of goggles or whatever you want to do. Yeah, Yeah. whatever they're interested in. Mm -hmm. That would be a good goal for them. So I was trying to think, okay, what did we do with our kids? How did we do goal incentives? Everything from when like Emma was little, like a preschooler, she memorized the 23rd Psalm. Like that's a lot when you're three or four years old. Yeah, Okay. so this that's worth mentioning that it's you don't have to give a prey a reward for every single skill. Yes. And every single thing you're teaching. Because right. we just said you're teaching every single thing. So this is for reserved kind of for, like you said, something that's a lot. Yes. Something they're stretching for. Yes. So memorization was a goal that we had, a skills goal, which is that you get better at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there people say, oh, I'm no good, no good at memorization. Well, there are people who are gifted and have a talent for memorization. But then all of us can memorize to some extent. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to exercise that muscle in our family. So we said, we'll do a goal incentive if you memorize, like say the 23rd Psalm or something. Um, poetry too. We memorized a lot of poems. Mm-hmm. Then um, we'll let you go to Cracker Barrel and pick out one of those ginormous lollipops that is as big as your face when yeah. you're three years old. <laughs> that was a big, huge deal for her. It was very, very fun. And of course she couldn't eat the whole thing. Right. I mean, it, it, was, it was just a fun thing. And then for Houston... As he got better and better in piano, you get th- you hit these seasons that are real frustrating where you do want to give up. You're mm-hmm. kind of just like ready to quit. Mm-hmm. Fifth grade, mm-hmm. seventh grade, those are common times. We said, hey, we'll get you a really nice metronome, which was something that was important to him. Those were like $150. Yeah. Which was, what are they now? Probably 250 <laughs> with inflation. But um, that was a pretty big treat after he worked on like a really difficult piece. Right. 
And it was like a recital. We got it the day of the recital. Yeah, big things. So that's, and that's something that requires hours and hours and months and months oh, and months, months of practice. Months and months and months, yeah. Right, so we did the same thing with, um, I'm trying to think of something we did with Savannah. And I don't know that she had any specific giant goals like that that she was reaching and she's a different kid so she was very internally motivated that's that's a big difference and didn't really need extra pushes she was going to do it because it was in her will to do it people like savannah think like why wouldn't you just try your hardest yeah that's so weird (laughs) yeah Yeah. why wouldn't you achieve every single thing you set out to do exactly in your entire life right so ben uh we did a couple things with him one was um eagle scout which was a long trek and one was doing a black belt in karate one was kind of physical and one was i don't know a little different bent but it took years of going to do that and like you said with piano you get in kind of the middle and you're just like i don't really want to do this i really want to finish this and you're like no 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 you can see it yes you're an adult you can see the end and and you know they're gonna be so proud like that'll be something that they always will have so yeah, we pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and it got to be this um, just like we didn't even want to go anymore because it was just such a struggle. So we said, okay, this is going to be big. And it was right around uh, late middle school. We decided, okay, we'll get you a laptop, which was a big ticket item. Oh, yeah. Some, but something he was going to need anyway. Uh-huh. Um, we'll get you a laptop. You get that black belt. And sure enough, I mean, he had to go m- multiple times a week oh, for goodness. months and the test to do it at the end I mean kids were throwing up and it was not easy I couldn't have done it I couldn't have done it but he did wow so he got that laptop good for him so okay so a lot of our moms have younger children so I just made a list here let's let's just brainstorm Mm -hmm. what would a logical goal incentive be for learning to ride a bike um maybe you get some cool accessories to go on the bike like those little clicker things on the wheel or I don't know, baskets. Do they have baskets anymore? Yeah, or the little streamers off the handlebars. Streamers. A la yep. the 70s. I loved those things. <laughs> With the banana seats. Yes. Yeah, or the, a little bell or I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff you can yes. you can put on a bike to make it fun. Yeah, I think that's totally logical. Just like go to the store with your child and mm-hmm. see, okay, what would, would be a fun thing to get for your bike once you learn to ride? And then they have it in their head, right? They're real tangible. Yes. And they've seen it. We already talked about learning to swim. Like maybe, like you said, a pair of flippers or goggles mm-hmm. or... Maybe a fun trip to a water park one day. Oh, yeah. Or we can go to the, yeah, go to the beach or something and mm-hmm. learn how to snorkel. Yeah. That's, and yeah, we would keep it up on their fridge too. You said, some, you said tangible. So yes. concrete. Kids are concrete. Put the picture of it yes. where they can see it near right. the thing they're practicing. Right. Learning to tie your shoes. I don't know that we did a goal incentive with that. I don't know. Maybe something really small, like cool shoelaces yeah you can always trade <laughs> change your yeah. shoelaces out for some neat something colored like ones that. or something yeah, yeah. Well, how many years did we do velcro a lot of years yeah we no, did I put, too <laughs> i kind of put that one off once we <laughs> like too. did the potty training i'm like whoa i'm feeling like we're in a good place here yes <laughs> slip on sound good that's to me right. that's right <laughs> and then like learning your abcs or learning to read well totally logical is to buy a book oh yeah go pick go to the store and pick out a book yeah, or go to the fun. library and check out some books mm-hmm. So, okay, I have a, I have a kind of a hot button question for me because, um, a lot of parents do goal incentives with grades, which is technically skill, right? I mean, you're, you are learning information and performing, 
you know, for your teachers mm-hmm. in terms of tests and papers and projects and things okay. like that. So I was raised, my parents were like, that is your job. The grades are your pay. That's how we were raised too. And so I was a- appalled when I found out some of my peers were getting paid yeah. for A's and B's. Mm-hmm. Yep, we never did that in our family growing up, and we never did it with our kids. Yeah. We, we might go out for a nice dinner if you brought home a nice report card. Right, so a celebration. Yeah. Which is, a, that's a kind of a cool goal incentive. But I, you know, I guess I'm trying to be open-minded here. Perhaps there's a temperament that this would really work for, or maybe a season of life mm-hmm. that a child really needed, you know, some incentive. But I just, I was so against that. Yeah, I th- that was our thing too. It's your job, and it got to be so much their job that... Not only is it your job to get good grades, but it's your job and a family contribution as you got older to do well enough to maybe earn some money toward college yes. with your grades. Yes. Like that benefits you and us. Um, so, but there are some kids who school is not their bag. Yeah. They would rather do anything but be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, effort in school, they don't see the point. I, that happens a lot. So if that's the case... I think it works better as a motivator, carrot rather than the stick, uh-huh. to be, okay, you're bringing home D's again, you're grounded from everything. For a child like that, with that temperament, I think it works better too. What can we motivate you with mm-hmm. to get through mm-hmm. this? Yeah, especially if you see, like, they're going to be going to trade school, they're not going to college afterwards, mm-hmm. which is a great viable option for lots of families. And it's becoming more mainstream yes a lot more families I think are comfortable choosing that it's a great thing I had several high school students who were just like I am biding my time and they were homeschooled tons of flexibility you know and and things like that and they still were just like book work is not my thing I want to work with my hands Mm -hmm. so for a child like that yeah I could see where a goal incentive of some cash for good grades or something like that would be helpful yeah because they could see a point right because they're already motivated by work like work, work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, okay. So maybe, maybe not. Know your child's temperament. Know your child's temperament. It doesn't have to be, you know, so much per A and so much per B. It could be, all right, you get done with this semester with decent grades and what we think you're capable of and you can go to this concert or you can do, you know, some big thing. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Just something to look forward to yeah. that gets them through the day. School is hard. Yeah. And it, I mean, public school is hard. You're sitting, you're sitting for a lot of the oh. day doing stuff you think is very not interesting. I feel for them so but, much. All that sitting. Yes. So, okay, here's our caveat on goal incentives. When you start to use goal incentives for moral behavior, you're veering into bribery. So we need to explain the difference here. Yeah, remember at the beginning, we talked the, about the difference between a skill mm-hmm. um, that was just a plain old skill and a character. Yes. When we're working on like morals, we're building, we're building character. We do not want to use goal incentives. So if you were super nice to your sister one day. Yeah. No, you wouldn't give, you don't get a cracker barrel lollipop just because you're being nice (laughs) because you're being really nice. Yeah. Shown a virtue or you're definitely going to praise that. Yes. Oh, I love how you're treating your sister. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we're looking for. Remember you're always wanting to point out, right? She feels so loved when you do that. But a bribe persuades someone to act in your favor by an external motivation. Do you want your children to be externally motivated to act in moral ways? No. No, you don't want... That will never end <laughs> it's, well. It's not going to end well. So so the question I have is, like, why do we do it? Why, why do we bribe our kids? Uh, it works. Yes. Yes, it does. The first reason is because it's the quick results. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 17, 8, a bribe is seen as a charm by the one who gives it. 
mom. They think success will come at every turn. Mm. That's why they do it. Right. They do it because it, it works quickly and they think, oh yeah, this is going to get the result I want. So we always talk about <laughs> the short-term pain long-term equals long-term gain. gain. So if you're bribing <laughs> your child, instead of what we talked about, you're going into the grocery store. Um, instead of all the pre-activity, what is what are the rules for the grocery store and how are we going to, how do I expect you to act in the grocery store? And when you get done, you know, praising them for that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Your behavior was so great. Instead of that, you're saying, okay, if you're really good in the grocery store, when we get to the checkout, you can pick out some candy. Yes. Or the, remember our days of raising kids, the free cookie from the deli? Uh-huh. They would, they would, which was a nice gesture, mm -hmm. but a lot of moms were using that as a bribe. If you're yeah. in the store, you get the free cookie from the deli. Like, no, no, no. If they are good in the store, though, Bonnie, mm -hmm. and you unexpectedly give them the cookie. Occasionally. On a, yeah, on occasion. When, they're, when they don't know it's coming, that is not a bribe. That's just a... It's just a you reward, being nice reward. happy, hey, I, I want to celebrate this with you. Right. You can tell because if you do this enough, then eventually one day you're going to go in the store and the kid, your child is going to say, well, where's my cookie? <laughs> well, I was good. So why didn't I get a cookie? Well, you don't need a cookie today. I'm just going to give you a hug today. And then you're going to have World War Three mm -hmm. in the checkout line. Mm -hmm. Which leads us to the second reason uh, you give a bribe. <laughs> to keep the peace. Uh-huh. You give a bribe to keep the peace. Proverbs 21, 14. A gift given in secret soothes anger. And a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. We do it because it keeps the peace. Mm. Yep. It does provide temporary results. That's why we do it. It's the quick and easy way, but it's not easy in the long run. No. And it's not teaching your child. <laughs> You're not teaching them the moral behavior. They're not doing it for no. virtue's sake. They're not no. doing it because it's the right thing. They're doing it because they're banking on you giving something mm -hmm. for it. And this is not neutral. The consequence, um, Ecclesiastes 7, 7 says, extortion turns a wise person into a fool. And a bribe corrupts the heart. Mm. So you're you're actually doing damage to your child's heart and probably your own, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, when you are bribing your children. So you get a temporary result. There's not a bunch of heart change going on. You're not building character. And you, like you just said at the beginning, you need some character to learn how to, to do certain skills. It right. takes, you know, it takes self-discipline. It takes patience with yourself. Mm -hmm. It takes perseverance. Self-control. Yeah, self-control. All of those little biblical virtue words. Yeah, courage. Sometimes you're really scared. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things are character traits. So we, we don't want to be bribing for that. So And no one likes a child who, every time you ask them to do something, says, what are you going to give me? Oh, it's terrible. No one likes an adult who does that no. and your children will eventually become adults so don't teach them to be that way no so what we're saying is the occasional reward surprise reward it's great but if you overuse rewards it's it kind of veers over into the bribery category they're just expecting it mm -hmm. like oh yeah every time i'm nice at the grocery store i get a pack of gum right so you you don't want to you don't want to go there so occasionally let's just be honest you're on an airplane. <laughs> right. You have exceptions. <laughs> you have a three-year-old <laughs> who is out of his mind. Bribe that child, please. Yes, for the sake of everyone on board. Right. There are occasions where a bribe 
for the sake of others yes is okay yeah yeah so right because we're not legalists who don't think through life Mm -hmm. we take context into account right not every command has equal weight (laughs) i mean even when jesus was asked like what are the greatest commandments he didn't say well you know everything's equally important so don't mix fabrics on your clothes right and don't eat dairy and meat in the same meal Mm -hmm. like that's really important Mm -hmm. and also love god (laughs) (laughs) no he was like no no there are there are things that are more important and loving god and loving others is what he said are his top priority that's that's the airplane scenario Mm -hmm. you're loving your neighbor by keeping your child quiet right as best you can and they've got you they've got you in that situation they do it just is is what it is so but the rest of your everyday life you know yeah this this is what we're talking about remember the question mom and dad what are you characterized by yeah if you are constantly rewarding with tangible items gifts and constantly bribing that's not a good thing to be characterized by it's time to repent yep and just make a little change change your ways so okay i want to end with a couple of inspirational training quotes i always love a good quote you know this bonnie Mm -hmm. so benjamin franklin said tell me and i forget teach me and i may remember involve me and i learn i love that oh that's good that kind of talks about the different types of learning styles too yeah (laughs) i like that one that's true that's true all right and then pablo picasso says probably in an Italian accent, which I'm That's not right. going to do. Can you do that for us? <laughs> <laughs> I am always doing that, which I cannot do, in order that I may learn how to do it. That's a great one. All of us are doing that all the time. I hope we're all still learning. That's the great thing about our season of life, mm-hmm. is we can pick the things that we haven't had time to learn to do mm-hmm. and try them now. Yep. So that's a that's a great way to motivate your children. I would I I love that quote. And plus you can teach them about Picasso in the process. <laughs> that's right. It's good. So right. skills. Get out there, parents. Be encouraged. You can do it. Yep. Learn something new this summer. That's right. Give your kid a goal incentive if they need to reach us reach and stretch and struggle. You're doing great. That's right. <laughs> Pre-activity encouragement. I saw what you did there. That was very cute. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna have all this information on our website, just askyourmom.com. You can find us on Facebook, Just Ask Your Mom, or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And we'd love for you to rate us and leave a review if you're listening, and better yet, subscribe, so you get each new episode on Monday mornings, and send us your question and topic suggestions to our email, Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your, Your Mom. Mom.